Hello friends, today's broadcast is about 10th English class, lesson number 2, an encounter of a special kind. My father was a medical professional working for a private company in Ranigant in West Bengal. The officers of the company were housed in individual bungalows inside a large campus. Our house was in a corner of the campus. The officers club was adjacent to the boundary wall of our car. The compound wall was luxurious with the green grass, colorful flower and a host of tall and majestic tree. The seasonal vegetables in the kitchen gardens of the households and the magnificent trees constantly attracted squirrels and many species of birds. A group of langur had even made their den in an ashwasta tree nearby. They had all become a part and parcel of our existence and daily life. A small incident on a Saturday afternoon left a profound effect on me and unfolded before my eyes a whole new dimension to the wonders of God's creation. It was a few days into the puja vacation. Just like for any other child, the holidays provided an opportunity for me to become engrossed in various magazines and storybook published especially for children in the festive season. After a hearty lunch, my parents and my younger sisters lay down for an afternoon nap and I settled down with a storybook. A quiet afternoon presented a perfect backdrop for reading an adventure story. The silence was occasionally broken by the sounds of my family snoring, the intermittent chirping of house sparrows and harsh cawing of a crow, crow, the shrill call of a kite flying high above the car, above the ground. Minutes tickled by. I became deeply absorbed in the book. Suddenly, I heard a group of stick dogs barking furiously in the distance. I chose to ignore the commotion, thinking that the pack of pack of dogs might have cornered a hapless pig. But soon. The barking became louder and more aggressive and the alarm recovering of a flock of crows added to the cacophony. I also heard the disturbance approaching closer. Curiosity got better of me. Leaving the book aside, I rushed to the veranda to see what was going on. I glanced toward the roof of the clubhouse and saw something horrible. A big male langur, apparently the leader of its group, was holding a baby langur in his hands and mercilessly beating it all over with a definite intent to kill. The helpless mother of the baby and the other lesser members of the langur group was aware scattered on the roof of the buildings nearby watching the baby being killed. I recall the terrible customs in the animal clan 
according to which a dominant male usually does not allow another male baby or adult to survive within its group without losing any time i gathered a stout stick in one hand and hurled hold a piece of stone at the marauding langur the langur was so infuriated that it hardly took any notice of my assault but then i started throwing more stones the dogs on their part raised their pitch of cry the change of circumstances and the sudden unexpected attack from unknown quarters forced the langur to drop the baby from the sloping roof over the veranda the baby was listless and appeared to be dead as its body started to slide down the excitement of the pack of dogs grew manifold at the prospects of a good kill and mill keeping the dogs at bay with the stick i managed to catch hold of the baby langur's tail just as it tipped over the lay edge of the tile roof the baby appeared inert and lifeless it was indeed a male baby by this time my parents and my sisters had come out on to the veranda and were witnessing my rescue operation some of our neighbors and neighbors had also gathered in the distance i took the baby langur to our backyard and gently laid him on the floor inside the poultry coop his body was full of deep bites marks and scratches the blood was oozing from some of the wounds the baby remained motionless my father provided first aid to clean the wounds and stop the bleeding i was revealed to find out that the baby was breathing even though his breaths were slow flashes flashes of cold water made the baby stir and after a few sanky attempts he sat up he was in a state of shock and started trembling like a leaf in a wind his two little twinkling eyes welled up with tears and he started to sob with a muffled cry just like a human child would after experiencing trauma i offered him a peeled banana which he accepted with his unsteady hand and began taking his dad bites my attention was fixed on the revival of the baby langur suddenly i had an uncanny feeling of being watched i turned away from the coop and looked up there sat the mother langur on our kitchen garden kitchen roof watching every move i made she simply sat there quietly as if convinced that no harm was being done to her child meanwhile the baby sensed the presence of his mother and 
started to sob and cry a little louder. I retreated from the door of the coop to allow the mother access to her baby. Immediately, the mother, the mother descended on the floor of the coop and picked up the baby in her arms. She gave the baby a through body inspection to check his injuries and then curled, cuddled him tightly in her bosom. The baby found great solace in her caring arms. The mother sat still with the baby in her lap for a few minutes. It was almost as if she was pondering over her option and trying to figure out how she could keep the baby safe from further assault. For a few seconds, the mother Langur looked straight into my eyes. Even today, I cannot forget that that look in her eyes, showering silence, gratitude on me for saving her child. I was overwhelmed by the emotions, the settlements and the way she said thanks to me. There sat a universal mother holding a shrinken child in her lap. Then in a flash, she jumped with her baby, climbed to her belly and reached our kitchen drop. She served the area for the vicious male langur and then leaped away in a direction opposite to the place of the violent encounter. The brief meeting with the mother and the baby langur convinced me that interpieces communication and mutual trust is indeed a reality and should anyone strike the right chord, the relationship hums into action. The mother langur showed me that food was not the only means of communication between man and animal, but that there were other means of establishing a bond through trust, compassion, and mutual understanding. Fifty-five years have passed this past since that day. I am now seventy years old, but still fondly remember that encounter of a special kind.